It's not really about getting the $25 for a lamp or a blender or whatever you're selling. What you're trying to do here is get into a new mindset, a new lifestyle of, do I need to buy this item in the first place? And that's really where the wealth is created. You're, you're saving money because you're not running out to the store and getting all this stuff to begin with. You, you think twice before you order on Amazon or go to a mm. big box store and fill up your cart. Hello out there. Welcome to another episode of Mom to Mom, the podcast. I'm Maria Sansone. Thank you so much for being here today. You know, I'm getting so excited because here in the Boston area, it has been a long, cold, snowy winter. And there's that little hope of spring in the air. And it feels so good. And when spring is in the air, I think about spring cleaning. And even for me, who admittedly I hate cleaning. It's I'll cook all day long, but cleaning is not my thing. <laughs> but even me, this time of year, I get that bug to declutter and get the house organized and get things straightened out. So if you're like me and you need a little inspiration when it comes to this, I have the perfect person for the job. Someone who's going to help us get rid of all that extra stuff and hopefully make a little money along the way. Actually, maybe make a lot of money. So my guest today, Deb Colometta, is the author of Best Offer, Best Life. It is a quick start guide to creating wealth through online yard sales. So she is a professor. She's a podcaster. She's a mom of two. And today she's going to be sharing her secrets to successful online sales. In other words, getting rid of all that stuff you don't need and then selling it online. And she's got the platforms that she recommends to do it, how to get started, and kind of maybe most importantly, how to shift our mindset to make our homes more manageable. Because doing this show, one of the number one things I hear from moms out there is how overwhelmed they are. So if we can help you in that and make your life a little easier, then that will be awesome. So here is my chat with Deb Kalametta. Deb, how are you? Welcome to mom to mom Thank you for having me today. Well, I am, I'm so excited because when it comes to cleaning, I need a little inspiration. I need someone to light that fire under me when it comes to decluttering and all that stuff. And you are the keeper of all the cleaning and decluttering secrets between your podcast and the book. So you are the gal for the job, especially with spring in the air right now. Oh, it's the perfect time of year to start thinking about this. Okay. So you not only are someone that can help us get our house organized and declutter and upcycle and all those great things, but you can also help us turn those things that we no longer need into cash. I feel like a good place to start because it can be overwhelming to even just simply clean up, declutter and organize. So let's kind of start there with some tips for beginning the declutter process. Well, that is something that I like to focus on with people when I talk about online yard sales and decluttering. 
for me, it's like you're getting paid to get organized. You're organizing your own space. You're decluttering your home and creating more room. And online yard sales is a great place to repurpose the things that you no longer need. So for us, we went through a time period a few years ago where it felt like our house was just too small. It just felt like it was way too small and our family was growing and we were at that tipping point. Do we buy a new house? Do we try to make it work here? We've got too much stuff. We're, we're definitely outgrowing our current space. And we started to look at some of the houses that are for sale in this area and the prices were and are sky high. Right. Cause and you're here in the Boston area, right? Absolutely. Yes, so, we are. We are here. And I feel like it's the, the real estate prices everywhere are going up yes. and up. And, you know, we were thinking we were looking at these houses that were just a little bit bigger than our house, but yet so much more expensive. And we thought, what do we like about these houses so much that maybe we can implement in our own homes? And we realized it's because we would go to these open houses and the houses would be decluttered. They wouldn't have anything lying around on the counters and you know, um, they would just have that clean light feeling. So we figured while we waited for the housing market to cool off, which you know, it only got hotter, um, we figured we would try to declutter our own space. And with half as much stuff, our house feels twice as big. So we went through that decluttering process, but then we had this pile of stuff that right. was not trash. We had things that we had registered for, for our wedding. We had uh, housewarming gifts we had never used. All of these things, I did not feel good about throwing them away. And I knew that someone out there could use this. And that made me feel better about getting rid of it in the first place. And this is the part of the process that can actually get really time consuming is trying to distinguish, okay, I don't want to throw this out, but where does it belong? Is this something I'm donating? Is this something I'm going to put aside and try to sell maybe on an online platform? Is this a giveaway? Is that, what are we doing here? And so when it comes to putting those things in piles and figuring it all out, do you have a way to streamline that process? And there's so many online platforms too. And that's where my head starts to spin. I'm like, someone would buy this somewhere, but where? You have to make it simple and sustainable for yourself. If you're really going to step into this as a lifestyle, even temporarily going through a phase of selling a bunch of things online, you have to make it manageable for you. So one of the things you were asking about is what do you know, what do you donate versus what do you sell? Mm -hmm. I donate a lot of my things. The, the point is to make it as easy as possible. You want to get that flow of stuff going out of your house and keep keep it moving in an outward direction. And if donating is the fastest way to do that, then I applaud that. And that's how I get rid of most of our stuff that still works. However, there are those items that are either brand new or you, you've never used them. You maybe paid too much for it and you thought you'd use it and you didn't, or a gift that just doesn't suit you. Those are the items that you want to zero in on 
when you're first starting this. You're gonna make a lot more money. It's going to be more fun because you're gonna feel like, wow, I'm really recouping some of my uh, maybe lost profits from buying it in the first place. And that's gonna really get you some momentum going. If you start with the small stuff that maybe nobody needs or everybody has a million of, it's not gonna sell. You're gonna give up, you're gonna quit. So go for the items that you know you can sell that have no sentimental value to you mm -hmm. and something that you think has universal appeal. That's where you begin and donate whatever else that you can donate. The sentimental items, those get really difficult. So I always save that for last because those are the hardest things to sort through. But let's go back to these online platforms because you have made a whole lot of money selling the things that you don't need online. And I've only started this process. I've played around with Poshmark. And so I go through a lot of clothes. I've been working in television for years and years. So you accumulate a lot of stuff. You wear it a couple of times. It's good as new and it needs to be resold. There was definitely um, some growing pains learning how to use that site. But once I did, it was really easy, really, really easy. And it is so fun to see the money coming into your account for something that you don't need and you're clearing out the space. So do you have specific platforms that you can send us to that you feel are tried and true, um, user-friendly so that we don't waste our time using sites that are not legit or hard to navigate? It's such a great question because you have to pick the right site for the right item. So in your example, clothing and Poshmark, perfect. You did the right thing. You did well. <laughs> and, and I also love that you touched on the fact that it's fun. Like this is, it is fun. fun to do. It's fun to see it's your like Venmo. Free, it feels like free money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like if I've got money in my Venmo account, I can treat myself at the hair salon or, you know, it's just, it's just fun. And that's one thing that's going to keep it going for you as well. But for my tried and true platforms, my number one has always been Facebook, whether it's the Facebook online yard sale groups or Facebook marketplace. And there is a difference. So hmm. Facebook marketplace has a wider somewhat more anonymous feel to it, but the online yard sale groups that are available town by town or region by region, that's where the sweet spot is. That's where you join it and you keep it local. Chances are you have friends in common with the person who's ultimately looking at or buying your item and you're going to have a better chance for success with the sale. I've always found that when we have friends in common, if I'm messaging with the person offline, I'll mention that friend so that they know I'm a real person. So they have a feeling of safety and they know that, um, you know, the, the reverse is true as well. And that friend, I've never had to do this, but that friend kind of acts like a watchdog for the sale. I mean, the chances of the sale actually happening are much higher because they know we have friends in common. And what if I started talking about them because they stood me up, you know, so there's that element of you've just kind of raised it a little bit, takes it less from the anonymous realm. And also, of course, number one is the safety element. So if you have large furniture, that doesn't make sense. I mean, if you have to get a moving truck to move the bureau to sell it, and you're only making $50, it doesn't make sense. So if you have to have people coming to your house, 
you must know or have some connection with the person. I would never give out my home address on one of the anonymous apps. So that's very important that we that we make sure everybody's understanding that. All right. So let's tap into Deb here because she's been doing this a long time. What are some bestsellers? Like what are things that sell like hotcakes? You mentioned strollers and you you mentioned some furniture. I didn't even really think about selling furniture. Um, what are things that if you have in your house, like no questions asked, that's gonna, that's something you need to sell online and it'll go. I do come back to the things like the bookshelf, because for me, if you have too many surfaces in your home, it's just becoming a catch-all for clutter. So one of the fastest ways to clear out a room is to maybe get rid of an overloaded bookshelf. And a bookshelf is something that doesn't take a lot of abuse typically. So you could get rid of it pretty quickly. And it's something that um, you know people aren't too particular about the style. They just need to put toys on it or games or books. Um, so that's something that you can sell lamps, lighting, mirrors, coffee tables. Think of all the things that people who are just starting out and outfitting an apartment, people who are outfitting their summer home, um, things that maybe are a, a style that's somewhat current or um, you know, not something that's particular to, to your decor or so customized. You want something that's gonna have that appeal to the most people possible. So it does seem like, like anything, that this would require some time, some investment of time. Are you getting a return on your investment? Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because people can look at this as, well, that's nice. You're selling a couple of lamps. You've sold some furniture. Good for you. Well, I don't need the $25 okay, it's not really about getting the $25 for a lamp or a blender or whatever you're selling. What you're trying to do here is get into a new mindset, a new lifestyle of, do I need to buy this item in the first place? And that's really where the wealth is created. You're, you're saving money because you're not running out to the store and getting all this stuff to begin with. You, you think twice before you order on Amazon or go to a mm. big box store and fill up your cart. So you know, that's, that's one thing that's very important is to think about the overall value. Let me just go back to my example about our small house. Guess what? We still live in that same small house and we have been able to be here more comfortably because we've gotten rid of all of that excess stuff. Because of that, our mortgage payment is much more reasonable. We never doubled our mortgage payment like we would have been prepared to do a couple of years ago. Our heating costs are lower. You know, all these things that we realize that give us extra money in our budget. So it's beyond the idea of just selling a few extra items. It's keeping your space manageable, easier to clean, more comfortable. And that's really the benefit and also showing your kids how to do this as well. That's that's really important for families to understand. And I want to get into that too, how great this is for kids. Uh, it's a great life tool for them to see and understand the value of money. But 
you don't live like a minimalist lifestyle, right? Like your house isn't, this room is very clean that you're in, but this is like yes. your TV room. <laughs> I have those too. <laughs> Hello. Um, but, but you, you live in a normal house. You're not one of these people that just has like a one bowl and one <laughs> plate per person. You live a normal lifestyle, right? Yeah. I have two kids and a husband and I can't even say that I would be a minimalist if I lived solo. I want to respect that they have things that they want to have around us. It's to me, not about emptying out your house. It's about curating your space so that you have the items that reflect who you want to be on the inside. So for me, we have my children's artwork in the living room. We've got ceramic pieces or things hanging on the wall. And it's no longer being drowned out mm -hmm. by all the clutter that I bought at the store. I was able yeah. to clear that out. So you're really creating the space for the things that matter most to you. And that's what it's all about. So I admire people, you know, nothing against people who live in a minimalist lifestyle, but I'm more of a person who lives in moderation. You know, I feel like with minimalism, that's great, but I need to have a few extra sets of sheets or, you know, there's no savings if you have an emergency and you've got to buy extra towels or, um, you know, extra things for the kids. You just need more of things when you have a family. And, and that's important to keep in mind as well. So no, I'm not a minimalist, but I am very, very conscious and mindful about the things that I allow into my space. So have you been able to get the kids on board and get involved in this process? Because I think this would be a great opportunity for them to learn about the value of money and just start that mindset that you mentioned that I know that you work with people once they become adults, teaching them about that mindset that when you're in the store, is this something I really want to bring into the house? Is this something I really want to be selling in two years on Facebook? How has the process been with your family? It's going great. In fact, I have to say, if people want to start getting involved in selling more things online through online yard sales, you really have to get your family on board with you. And at first they may moan and groan and complain, but all of a sudden they'll see that you're having some success with it. And then they'll feel that motivation to get started as well. And if you really want to live that pared down lifestyle, having the only the best in your space, so to speak, you want to get them on board. So for example, if I go through my daughter's room and she decides to get rid of some of her toys and some of her stuffed animals, I definitely involve her in the process because when we go to the store, I can say, yeah, you know, didn't we just spend a couple of hours cleaning out your room and making all those decisions on what to keep and what to store and what to donate? And she remembers, oh yeah, we did talk about that. Uh, that was kind of a pain to spend all that time cleaning my room. I think I'll put this toy back. So they start to make that decision for themselves rather than me just saying, oh, we're not getting another stuffed animal, put it back. And then they have a fit and then they're upset. It doesn't go like that anymore because they know they already have enough because they actually look at it. I've made them do stuff management and really purge what they don't need, what's not special to them anymore. And it's an important lesson for them to learn about how to say goodbye to things, how to not get so attached to things. So that's something else that you really have to start when they're when they're young and they can 
get really good at honing that skill, not being so attached to their things, not being materialistic and learning how to say goodbye to their stuff. And plus they love filling their piggy bank with the money that we earn and pull in um, on different items that we sell. Because if you don't change your mindset, it's just you get the bigger house and then you put more stuff in it. It's like the old George Carlin stand up, bigger house, more stuff, smaller house, less stuff, it's the whole thing. Um, but this has to be wonderful for the environment as well. Definitely. For example, I had a couch that was in my garage for a while and we didn't know what to do with it. This was before we started doing online yard sales and it sat there for a really long time, but it was a beautiful couch. And it made me wonder, this is just going to go in a landfill. This thing is huge, but somebody yeah. could have used it. So when I started selling online and using online yard sales, I was able to sell a bureau to somebody and they noticed the couch and they took the couch as well. And so not only are you not putting that couch itself into a landfill, but you're actually preventing another couch from being produced in a factory. So it has this whole benefit of environmentalism beyond just um, keeping it from going into the garbage. Some things should be recycled. Some, some things should go into the trash. But if it's a perfectly working piece that's really, um, you know, that somebody else can use, then that is something that you want to be putting out into the world. And I love that you talked about mindset because I feel like when I'm trying to do something creatively and I feel stuck, mm. one way to shake up that energy field in a positive way is to start getting rid of the stuff that doesn't serve you anymore. The things that were representing buyer's remorse or the, the things that you got from people you don't even know anymore. Those things need to be out of your space. And I have found that a lot of creative breakthroughs happen when I start getting that out of my space, rearranging right. my, my room. And it's been a huge benefit. So those are many, just some of the many benefits beyond just the dollars. I'm, I'm so burn. glad you're saying that because I always looked at that as a stalling tactic for me. If I'm trying to do something creative and I'm feeling like I have writer's block or whatever it may be, I'm like, I need to clean my car. I need to clean the pantry or it feels like I need to get things organized before I can get going. But that's actually a real thing. So I'm happy to hear that. And I'm so happy that you shared all of this with us today, because one of the common things we talk about here, I talk to a lot of moms and there's just so much overwhelm. So you have given us ways to manage, do a little stuff management. And I think that that will help us all feel a little less overwhelmed. So Deb, thank you so much for being here and please let everyone know where they can find you online. My book is available on Amazon. It's available on hard uh, a hard copy, Kindle, audiobook. You can also find more information about me by going to the website, thedebsite.com. I love to hear from people who are trying this. And just remember, this takes as much or as little time as you give it. So I encourage everyone to just give it a try and let me know how you do. Deb, thank you so much. All right, everybody, you heard it here. So get out there, get selling, make some money, honey. That's a wrap for this episode of Mom to Mom. And we'll be back next week, same time, same channel. You can binge all of these episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're in the Boston area, you can watch Mom to Mom on Mondays at 1130 a.m. on NBC10 Boston. And if you're listening podcast style, please rate and review. I would really appreciate it. 
All right, everybody, have a great day, and I'll see you next week here on Mom to Mom.